Apple and Sports Cover 2 podcast here on AppleandSports.com. Happy Fourth of July. Mitch Light, Braden Gall, at Athlon Mitch, at Braden Gall. Buy magazines, athlonsports.com slash store. Um, to those of we know we have lots of people listening overseas, Canada, England, uh, the Europe. Iceland? Uh, I think we do have some, some Iceland listeners. Um, uh, to all of you guys, uh, especially if you guys are servicemen and women overseas and doing things for our country, and of course, Fourth of July holiday, thank you guys for everything that you do. Uh, today will be a show by the people, for the people, and of the people. College football people. All mailbag, the entire pod. No Netflix recommendations, no promotion of Although magazines. there were some questions about a show or two. There, there might have been, but it, that uh, we will not be offering Netflix recommendations unless that is a question asked in the mailbag. It's our first mailbag that we've done where it wasn't just Mitch from Bellevue and Brandon yes. from East Nashville. Um, so so whose questions were better? We've got a stack of questions. We'll find out at the okay. end. At the, the end, people you, or the people, will, the, the people will be the judge. Okay. So at the end of the podcast, they can decide. Um, so we, we're going to run through a bunch of stuff. Next week, we're going to do our dream road trip, which is one of my favorite exercises to do. It was significantly more difficult this year than last year for me. So we'll do that next week, and that's where we you cannot go to a second team. You can't go to visit or watch a team more than one that, time. That's the tricky part, so. is you can't see a team more than once. Right, you can only see a team once. So if you decide, and we'll talk more about this, if you decide you really want to go to Alabama-Auburn, you can't go to Alabama-LSU or Auburn-Georgia. Right, exactly. Life is very difficult. Auburn, in fact, was the most difficult team of all of them, because there's like four games I want to go to, yes. and I can't pick, which, and then it dictates all where, where else you go. So that'll be next week on the pod, our dream road trip in college football, where you get to see 13 weeks of action, 26 different teams, so no repeat teams. Um, that'll be next week. Today, all mailbag, exclusively mailbag. So, uh, how about this? I will, since you organized all of these, I will let you present the questions as we move through all of these questions. You guys were great once again, the pod, uh, cover two podcast audience, wonderful people. A great blend of real, real college football questions. Buttercup got a mention. Yes, I was. Buttercup got a mention. And, um, what would she do in a playoff if she was one of the four teams in? We'll get to it. Lose quickly. No. She's sneaky. She's sneaky. (laughs) But like I said, good blend of of good football questions and some fun stuff. Yes, some silly, goofy stuff, which we do appreciate. That's what the social media is for. So, uh, buy magazines, athlonsports.com slash store. Other than that, mailbag. Did you come up with the jingle I asked you to? Mailbag. Perfect. Basically stealing PTIs. (laughs) All right. Question number one from Colin Hunter. Yes, Hunter Co. on Twitter. Um, magazine prediction over the last three, five years, three to five years that we regret the most in hindsight questions impossible to answer because there are none. <laughs> no, there, there, there is, uh, I did well a little, done, sir. I did a little bit of thinking slash research on this. There's two categories. One is that we just like got wrong, like Auburn to the playoff in 2014. Like that, we was, were, the, that was the, um, Jeremy Johnson, Jeremy Johnson. Yeah, like we were yeah. wrong on that, but like everyone was wrong. Like for the most part, like there's, there's certain, certain predictions. Don't make excuses. I'm getting to, there's other stuff we get wrong. <laughs> right. You know, there's certain things where just everyone was wrong about something. And then there's times where we kind of go out on a limb or right. we really feel strongly about something and we're wrong. A couple of those. And I think you'll agree with me is we, we as a staff, were kind of late to the Clemson is totally awesome party just in general over the last five years. Now we, we were kind of like, yeah, they lost a lot. They're not quite at Florida State at the time or Alabama. Is this the 2016 season? Well, well so where we picked Florida State to win the to, to win the ACC and go to the playoff. Yeah, but then we picked Clemson for that year. And they had Deshaun Watson coming back. Okay, 2015, Clemson loses the title game. 2016 loses the the ACC title. Game. Okay, yeah, sorry. 
Wait, wait, wait. No, what, no, what no. Year? Two, hold on. 2015, yeah. they lost to Alabama. Yeah. It's Deshaun Watson. 2016, they beat Alabama. 2016, the next year, we still picked Florida State to win the ACC. That's now the we, one I'm talking about. We did pick Clemson fourth to go to the playoff. And then the following year, Clemson wins the title in 2016. Then the following year, we once again pick Florida State to beat Clemson in the ACC. So that's yes. probably the one. So we were just kind of – we had Clemson seven that year, and they got back to the playoff. Um couple others you know i didn't take too, too deep of a dive but texas last year we had 13 overall picked them second in the big 12 at seven and two they finished five and four it's just when we, we get a team like texas wrong yeah. you hear more you hear it's right. like oh you're just picking the big schools which is right. not how we go about and then one more i'll let you if you've thought of any um last year like we picked ucla second in the west second in the south in the pac 12 i didn't think they were going to finish second i just we just it was one of those I knew was going to be wrong, and it was wrong. Like, although we picked them five and four, and they finished four and five, but they finished fourth, and they were terrible. I, I think the year that, and and what's interesting about this for me is that I, I find myself and and you stick more to the company policy and the company line. That even after three months have gone by, after the magazines have hit newsstands, things have changed. I, I tend to change more, but I, I mean, I still agree with probably eighty percent of our predictions. There's a handful of them that I just sort of. You know, hey, I feel differently about this one. I got Arizona. I almost got Arizona. I think I picked them second in the South the year that they won the South, which was a total outlier. But I had Michigan State winning. I had Michigan State in the playoff in the year that they made the playoff, which would have been 2015, I believe. In typical Braden fashion, you're not answering the question. You're answering in a way that makes you look good. Yes, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. No, and now, but there's some. But I was, I was on the, and the one I was going to bring up was Florida State in 2016, where. Clemson went to the national title game, had Deshaun Watson coming back, and I still picked. I still We're like no, they don't State. quite have that type of great depth yet that, where they can replace that right. many. And we many still players. and we still give ourselves a little credit because we got Clemson to the playoff, right? Yeah. Um, I, I I definitely remember, and and frankly, what, the reason I was going to bring this up is that I got lucky because Ohio State probably still probably should have won that that game against Michigan State that year, and probably should have gone to the playoff. They were the better team. That was Zeke Elliott's. That was the 2015 season after they came back from winning the 2014 national title. And, it, like, I picked Michigan State to make the playoff, but I also picked Ohio State. So it's like one of those where it's like, ah, I got it right, but, it, you know, Ohio State going to the Fiesta Bowl that year, I think, and playing, maybe it was Notre Dame, I think, and they just smacked them around. Um, but I don't – there's there's ones that I've just been flat out just dead dead wrong on, like, and there's just so many that like, I, can't, like, I can't remember. The, right, like five or six years ago, we had USC number one. A lot. It, it, but everyone did. That was the year, like, they were yeah. number one in the AP, too. So it wasn't like yeah. – it was, that was more like groupthink as, as a college football, you know, <sighs> nation type thing. I'm trying to think of, like, there's, there's so many where I've just had a really good feeling about a team going into a season and just been so wrong about it. And of it course. just happens, it happens, all, it happens yeah. with so many teams. Um so, I mean, Wisconsin last year is probably one of them. I right. didn't think they were going to be as good, and last year they were really, really good. So, uh, off and running here. All right, yeah, see? So, Mailbag. Okay, here's Mailbag. another one. I'm going off. I did not print this one off. I saw it on Twitter, and then I couldn't find it again. It's it's a, a, a friend of mine. Her name is Lisa. And she had asked sort of – she was in my class at Vanderbilt. But I will frame this as more of a – she said, best athlete you've seen in person playing against a Vanderbilt team. Jeff Driscoll. So, I will say, who's the best college athlete you've seen in person – um, Danny Werfel, or best performer. Danny Werfel, to me, I saw him play in 96, was the best quarterback I've seen in person, a college quarterback. In person, wow. I mean, the best team I ever saw in person was the 0-2 Miami Hurricanes. They came to Neyland when I was in school, and that was just sick, like a, just a disgusting football team. So good. Um, 
Unless it was the 03 year. I, I, get them, I can't remember which one. I think 02 is the year they lost to Ohio State. Yes. I can't remember which. They had a home and home, and Tennessee went down the next year and beat them in, in Miami. Um, the, I, I, I was in the building in Neyland for the Baker Mayfield comeback, and that was one of the most special sort was a great of, moment. Like, just watching a guy single-handedly lift his team from, like, a two-touchdown deficit to an overtime win was one of the more special moments I've ever seen in person. Um, I, I saw Ohio State beat Alabama in person in the Sugar Bowl, the first ever playoff upset that we ever see, we, we, we've ever had. But what about some individual? And it's hard um, to say, like, I'm sure I've seen some I mean, Zeke Elliott was, left tackles. Zeke, but I'm not Zeke Elliott I, stood out in that game. Yeah. Um, man, there's just so many I've games I've seen so many great years. SEC players yeah. over the years. Um, Tim Tebow in person was, was – yeah. You know, he was great. I did not see Manziel in person. I did. That's pretty special. Um, well, the thing about the Manziel game that I, I will always take with me is because he was hurt when Vanderbilt played down there his last year, and they didn't want him running. So he had, like, one rushing yard and just was throwing darts all over everywhere. the place. So, like, I, I, did, I didn't see him had his, like, most fun, but I saw him throwing – Great. You know. One of the best performances I've ever seen was Russell Wilson versus Kirk Cousins in the first ever Big Ten championship game in Lucas Oil Stadium. It ended up there. being a really, really close game. Um, and it was just sort of Kirk Cousins versus Russell Wilson back and forth. And both teams loaded with NFL players. Like, um, it was just a spectacular game. I think it was 2011. Uh, really, really special game. So that, that one stands out. The Baker Mayfield game stands out. I, I mean, all the college games. I, I saw Kelly Washington. Talk about individual. I think he caught like eleven passes for like two hundred fifty-six right. yards against LSU. Wide receiver, Tennessee wide receiver. Well, a JUCO wide receiver came in and, and no, just, played baseball. I don't think he, something. Yeah, he, he, he was he, he was, was like a late twenty-six years old. He was like a late signing and just one of the most ridiculous performances I've ever seen by an individual. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of them, but I saw Brian Calhoun score six touchdowns. I think either five or six touchdowns against Illinois in Champaign. Just a raucous atmosphere. Program on the rise. Uh, I did for for Wisconsin. So, so I was thinking I about Texas, that, my program the, on the decline comment. I don't know if I've ever really defended <laughs> myself. I said, don't do it now. Please don't do it now. Wait, don't waste the time. They we went from so like time. two Big Ten wins to zero. So they were on the decline. Suck it. Um, <laughs> next boss. <laughs> yeah. um, the other one is is the Stony Clark fourth down stop in the Texas OU game that I was at. I believe it was 94, 94, 95. And it was a fourth. And it was, neither team was good. Oklahoma, Texas were both like five and six type of teams and um they stopped them on fourth and goal and won the game on a fourth down four, fourth and one stop and it's called the stony i believe it's called the stony wall stop or something like that and it was like i was there it was one of the it was defensive tackle made a play for texas and won the game it was a great like these kinds of things stand out but there's just so many like okay. i can't nick chubb in person i saw he was incredible yeah. before he got hurt i'm like there's just, there's so many i've forgotten about so yeah. really really good question though all right, um, which uh, leads us into another good question about that. Matt Sable on Twitter. Yeah, well, why don't you read it? You uh, Matt says, if you go to games to work and cover them, do you miss just being, uh, I guess, on your couch to watch them all on Saturday like everyone else? And the answer is yes. Yes, and, and I, I started, you know, I was just, even though my job is the managing editor of Athlon Sports, I was basically a college football fan for, 50, you know, I'd, I would go to some Vanderbilt games, but I would also just be able to sit and watch games on the couch. For the last five years, I've been the sideline reporter, which I really enjoy. I love watching games that close up, but I do miss being able to watch games from noon to, to midnight, and it's very rare that I can. So that is definitely miss that part of it. Yeah, and and um, 
because I like I like I, I one of the names I should have remembered. I, I was there for Lamar Jackson beating Florida State fifty-seven to whatever it was. Um, a buddy of mine went to that, drove up to that game. That one was pretty darn good as far as an individual performance goes. That that um, would probably that be would in your qualify top two or three. Yeah, that would qualify. I don't know how it couldn't. It, it would certainly qualify, especially the way Louisville fans reacted in the building and the moment and everything. Um, but but it's pretty rare. I don't. I only go to. A couple of local games every year, and you then go I go to Tennessee once or twice. You go to Vanderbilt I, I, once. Yeah, or twice, I'll go to Tennessee right? once a year. Uh, generally, I try to go to one other big game a year that's driving distance within three or four hours. Me and my buddies will just go. But um, for the most part, that there's one year where I worked here where we did a show in Atlanta. We did a t- like a TV thing in Atlanta, and I had to drive to Atlanta every single weekend and you know do work on one game, and it was like a four hour, five hour thing, and you're just kind of like, wait a second. No, who, number two and five lost tonight, and you're just going, oh man, I missed all of that. So you definitely like, and this speaks to what the po- this speaks to the problems people are dealing with 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 attendance, right? Is you know, it's it's way more fun to be on your own couch in your own bathroom with your own beer and your own fridge. You're, you're your even own remote. seeing that, like Athlon Sports, our job is not to cover college football games. We cover the sport. We right. do pre- you're seeing right. more national sites, uh, you know, sending Stop. sending the, the the benefit of sending. Their college football reporter to the big game every week isn't that that person's almost more knowledgeable if they sit back, sit back. And, and, and watch games. So it's definitely uh, changing. And the DVR machine helps with that. As yes. Well. Okay. Um, but I do like watching it unfold in real time. I don't like going back and watching games. Yes, I, I do it because I need to, but like but it's I don't. Tough. Yeah. I just don't enjoy it. You as don't much. get the same feel. Yep. Uh, Shane Noble, um, the U Nebraska on Twitter. You must have been very torn in '83. Uh, yeah, <laughs> what does Mark Richt have to do to win the big game? Do you think he can win the big game? I mean, that's a tough question to to answer. I was like Tom Osborne didn't win the big game until late in his career. Philip Fulmer didn't win the big game until he was you know didn't break through until later in his career. Mark Richt might still I don't know. do it. It was his sixth year as the head coach or whatever. Fulmer it wasn't that late. I guess it was. My, you know, um, considering he coached for like eleven, like ten more years. Now, I, I, th- I have no, absolutely, he can. Yeah. I have no problem with it. I mean, he basically. We all batted, we all go back to 2012, right, but like batted down, pass but, away. But he's like a half a yard away, and I've talked to Aaron Murray. Murray's like, if I would have thrown that better, or if this would, if this guy wouldn't have gone down, or like they they know that they were that close to winning a national championship, or at least competing for one. And so I, I don't think that Mark Rick can't. I think he, I think he, unfortunately, like a lot of coaches, has a national championship single handedly removed by Nick Saban, and he is one of the few people that has been affected by Nick Saban more than anybody in that specific 2012 game. You know, where Nick Saban literally took the national championship from him. They had a really, really good team there. 07, they lost. I, I always go back to the 07 team as well. They lost to Tennessee inexplicably on the road. Should have won that game. Probably would have beaten LSU in the, in the SEC title game and probably would have beaten Ohio State. So, I, you know, maybe. Who knows? But I, I think I, – I don't think there's a pr- problem with Mark Richt. I mean, we'll find out how good he but is still, this it, year and next year. To take year. the other view, he still really has not – one, he's had great success, but it's fair to say he has not won the big one yet. That's that's true. There's Sometimes all, there's people, also I think, over, you know. True. Uh, how many coaches will go through the SEC and not win two conference championships? Right. That, that point, too. That not many coaches. There's not many of them that have multiple SEC rings. So, so all right. good job playing devil's advocate to yeah. my devil's advocate. <laughs> Just advocating all over the place. All right. Uh, FitzDaddy85. The Fitz says, if David Beatty goes 0-12 in his fourth year as head coach of Kansas – how much should his contract extension be, and for how long? I think and there's a complex. And it says K U F B A L L is the hashtag. I, I think it should be F U, but I'm not sure. Uh, that's weak. Yes. Um, I think there's a complex formula based on margin of defeat, 
average margin of defeat, you square that, you minus David Beatty's age, and then that's the contract extension. You, you good with that? I don't even have an answer for this question. Okay. I, I appreciate his attempt at humor, um, but David Beatty needs to be – Needs to win some football games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, short career in, in in Lawrence, Kansas. Thank you, the Fitz Daddy. Good question here from Andrew Doty, a uh, friend of the pod who um, I was on his podcast at Hero Sports last oh. week. And Are you playing favorites here? No, I still love you. Okay. And we have addressed this. Mitch from Bellevue asked a similar question on our podcast last week. Braden said Clemson's going to win the national the Natty title, as you did last week. Who are the Who are they playing in the game, and who are the two starting quarterbacks? I've said uh, Alabama and Clemson, I think, are ahead of everybody else. I'm really going out on a limb there. Um, and but, I've, but picking Clemson's a little bit of a it's like it a Maybe it's it a, is. It's a little yeah, maybe it is. I Again, I think it's 50-50, flip a coin. They're the best two teams in America. I think everybody else is playing for third. Um, but I think it's there's. I, I think Tua Tungavailoa is the starting quarterback for Alabama all season. I, I'm on record as saying I, I agree think with he's, that. The, he's the right guy for the job, and I think he will be the guy going into the playoff and however far they go. And I was looking at their schedule again the other day, Alabama, and I'm just going – no one's going to beat them. Like it's they're going to lose in the playoff or not or or that that's it. Like there's not another a very few teams go undefeated. I know, even if they lose once, they're not losing a second time. Their schedule's just a anyway. Um I I I I really like Kelly Bryant. I think he's a really good player. If this really all this is all just a guess at at what we've been told by some coaches and how good Trevor Lawrence is. And we know how how talented he is as a recruit and the five stars and the talent and the hair and everything. But, like, we're just guessing if we think that by week 10 the offense is not doing what it's supposed to and, and they make a change. I, I think it's highly unlikely that Trevor Lawrence starts at the beginning of the season. I'm with you, and you've often said it's be- partially it's because the week two trip to Texas a It just seems like a lot to put on a kid's plate if you want to win a national title. Trust the guy who almost won you one last year. Kelly Bryant was pretty good. Um, so I, 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 th- I think Trevor Lawrence could be the starting quarterback in the playoff in the last month of the season and sort of, and sort of pick up the mantle, but I think the odds are still Kelly Bryant and Tua Tagovailoa. There's a lot of Trevor Lawrence smoke like there was Jake Fromm last year at this time. Yeah, but it took an injury still for that yeah. to happen. So that's, but we don't know. That's what's May, interesting. If he didn't get, you know, still might have. Eason was healthy at the end of the year, yeah. but he was not healthy right. when Fromm started. Fromm just never gave up the job. All right. Um, did not print this one out, but, uh. Bill from Atlanta, friend of the pod. Next coach at Alabama. Dabo, Kirby, or the field? Give me the field. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Kirby's not leaving his alma mater. Um, I, I don't know why. You, you've argued Georgia's the best job in America, and I don't necessarily disagree anymore. But I was also arguing um, that five years ago before it became cool. Um, no, I, I, Listen, I've been on board with Athens and Georgia, and, and that, but this is also the first. credit. No, no, you get the credit. This is also the first year, 2018, is the first year that Georgia passed California for production of high-level talent, too. It's the first year that, if you look at the ESPN 300, they have more players from the state of Georgia than the, Calif- than the state of California does. That's, a, that's sort of a blossoming thing. It's always been really good. Now it's great. It's an elite state for talent. And Athens is just an awesome place. I don't – Davos it comes up all the time. Feinbaum brings it up. People bring it up all the time to go into Alabama because it's alma mater and all that stuff. But I, I don't know why you'd want to follow Saban if Some you've people, already got a statue outside of your right. own. Like, Dabo owns Clemson now. Like, he is the Bear Bryant of Clemson now. Even if he doesn't win another title, he, he okay. turned them to prominence. I don't know why you'd want to 
leave that right now. The facilities down there, two, his life two, is just awesome. Two devil's advocate points. One is some people just want to change. I'm not saying that's him. What's sure, that's no, five that more sense. years. And let's say, I don't envision this, but no no dynasty keeps going. Like, let's say in three and four years, they go eight and four, nine and three. And then he's and then Nick Saban retires, and he sees an opportunity to jump at that time. He just the, Maybe the timing is right from when Nick Saban leaves. So Okay. That, just, I mean, that's fair. There's just I, different, I, I would different scenarios. Like, I would take the field, though, if you're asking me the bet, which is the question. I would take the field. I would agree. You got something? You were looking something up. Uh, yes. Uh, Cuse Endzone at Cuse Endzone wants to know, will Syracuse make a bowl game? Is this the year? All caps. Year. And the question is, it's interesting team he picked because we have Syracuse going 6-6 six and six, but not making a bowl. Steven Lassen, who does our bowl projections. Well, that's just mean. What, are they going to turn it down? They're just they're, they're like playoff or bust, basically. Dino's like, we're, <laughs> we're in year three. If we don't make the playoffs, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> no, I think the ACC just had too many bowl-eligible teams, and Steven does the, the – the Duke was another one. If a, six six and six. And six. if a 6-6 six and six Power 5 team doesn't go and a 6-6 six and six like Mountain West team goes because of bowl tie-ins, that's the end of bowl games for me. Okay, you said that's the end. But, I, I'm not going to watch games. Okay. That, that's just stupid. So, big picture, though, Syracuse, I, I think – in year three under Dino, like in a vacuum, I'd say, yeah, year three under Dino, back they're going to make a bowl game. But then when you really dive in and you look at their schedule and you look at... Schedule's hard. Yeah, so... Um, they, how about this conference slate? I am Florida, a, Florida State, Clemson, Pittsburgh, North Carolina, NC State, Wake Forest, Louisville, Boston College, and then mix in Notre Dame. Yeah, on the road, right? I, I, they, they beat Western Michigan, they beat Wagner, they beat UConn. That's three. If they can get North Carolina, NC State, Louisville, if you can get... Probably you have to get two of those at home. And then at Boston College is tough. At Wake Forest is tough. At Pittsburgh is tough, but all winnable. They just have a lot of sw- – almost every game is a swing game outside of the big ones. Florida State and Clemson. I'm still even, buying- Louis- even Louisville at home is a swing game. Right. Oh, definitely. I'm still buying Dino stock. I, I, still I would say them. they make – I say they go 6-6, six and six, and I don't think that leaves them out of a bowl game. Okay. All right. Um, mm, this one's interesting. MPLS Kurt. The CFP, college football playoff, is boring and repetitive. How do we make it interesting? First of all, I, I disagree with the first part of that statement. But I, it is repetitive. I do not Same find it teams. boring. I think it's the, the Alabama-Clemson fatigue in Ohio I, State. I get that. Um, so, like, I disagree, too. Like, I don't think it's boring, so. I don't find it boring at all. I, I think, I, I mean, expansion is an easy answer that I do not, that I am not a fan of. I don't want expansion. I want it to be hard to get in. I want you to be a truly elite, great special team to make the playoff. Um, I, I think that what you – I guess I find myself answering I, – I struggle with the answer to this question because I don't think it should be changed. I, I think, number one, put it on home sites. That would make it, you know, not the national championship game, but even if you put just the first two games on home sites, that would be more interesting and exciting to me because I think it would just play better on TV. Fans would like it more, whatever. Um, but I think what you have to sort of consider in, this, in its current format is that you, you do get – an 18 playoff it's just called conference championship saturday you do get a 30 or 32 or 64 team playoff because everybody's in it at the start of the season and the regular season is kind of the playoff more so than any other sport so i know that's a cop-out answer but like like miami virginia tech i think played the second to last week of the season that's basically an elimination game like we have elimination games throughout the big 10 east all season long you know like I don't, yes I don't know. No. It's, it's hard I mean, for me to... You can lose in week three and still win the Big Ten East. Yes, I, I get it. But I'm saying when Michigan State plays Penn State and when Penn State plays Ohio State and Ohio State plays Michigan, like 
these teams will be eliminated throughout the course of those games. Um, I, I don't know if there's like a other than expansion, what the trick is moving it to home sites. Um, but even if you automatic, eight, you're still going to have the bids. same five teams. Every, you know, you, yeah, it's still going to be a right. lot of rep- repetition. I, I think automatic bids. Again, to the question, what he's asking is, I think automatic bids might help change the repetitive nature of that. I don't know if that's what I want to see because I don't want eight and five or nine and three teams just all pulling an upset in the conference like I say, title South game. South Carolina gets hot. Somehow ties Georgia for the East and beats Alabama. You don't want to see that, right? I don't. Yeah, yeah I don't want to see a nine and three team pull an upset in a championship game and get into our playoff. While I'm clearly the better team, the eleven and one team or the twelve and zero team is at home. I don't think that makes the product better. That's how sports. It's works less. A lot, it's less repetitive. That's how college baseball works. It's so, o- it's okay for college football to be different. It's yeah. okay for us to be not the NFL and not baseball and not the you know. It's more like the NBA, okay. frankly, than anything. Um, do you have an answer? Uh, eight. But I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I, I struggle to twelve minute quarters. Like yeah. I don't know what what are you going to do? Like, right. I, 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 CFL I, rules. I don't. I don't know. I like home fields. For the, and if they went to eight, I think you'd have to go to home fields. The, the first round has to be home, have home to fields. Be. I think automatic bids would would give every team in each conference sort of like a a a, a, a closer bullseye, if that makes sense. Like it, the the playoff seems so far off, I think for every team when they start the year. But if you can start the year with win the ACC, and that gets you into the playoff, guaranteed. I think that that probably yeah. See, I like eight, I I understand all your reasons for not going to eight, but I like eight with automatic bids for the Power Five, and then yeah. one group of five, and then yeah. uh, two at large. Okay. Uh, Joey Joey Blackwell wants to know which coach, if added to a new conference, would make for the most entertainment. Harbaugh to the SEC would be fireworks, <laughs> and that, that's obviously it's, it's hard to not pick that one. But I would put, I would put Mike Leach in the SEC West. I, I've Leach. How about this? Based on, I would have said this earlier, but based on the stupid back and forth that not back and forth with Lincoln Riley's comments about Georgia, an SEC guy like Kirby Smart. Other than <laughs> Nick Saban, you don't get more SEC. Put him in the Big Twelve. You know, I'll put I'd Will like Muschamp in the Big Twelve. I'd like to see Mike Gundy in the SEC East. Almost, could yeah, I, if it was Mike, never going to happen, but it, it could have happened. Was interesting. Could have been. Could be interesting. I mean, I think Chip Kelly would be fun in the SEC. Yeah. Just almost anyone to in the see SEC. these guys that sort of have this mo of being, you know, this anti-SEC but like offensive genius type of guy, and move them to the to the SEC. Like I would say, Urban Meyer, or James Franklin, but they already been in the SEC. Right. Um, clearly, Harbaugh. Um, I tried to think about some schematic things. That's why Leach is interesting because his scheme, but also his personality, is just fascinating. Kenny Matalolo to the SEC West. Yeah, like or, or like Big Ten e, Big Ten West. Like yeah. just go full Big Ten West, like full Monty. Like just stop passing the ball altogether and just hire. But I think if we, if we like see Iowa. Ken Niamatololo, we almost saw him at Arizona. He will modify. They will run a. Yeah, that, will not stop run. making sense. Stop making sense and being logical. Let's just put okay. the triple option in the Big Ten West and say, you know what? The rest of you teams don't have quarterbacks. We're not going to throw it either. Yeah. Zero. Taking shots. Well, Army's the one that literally. Taking shots. Me. Great story in the magazine, by the way, on Army. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, James, Riverman123, is Jeff Brom a top five coach nationally? He followed up his own question with, of course he is. I just want you to talk about him. <laughs> uh, he's not a top five coach in the Big Ten. Not quite yet. He is trending in the right direction, but you got to win something first. And all right, let me ask you a question. Yes, you are the athletic director at Random State School, Oklahoma State. Okay, and you can hire Jeff Brom, Pat Fitzgerald, Scott Frost, 
P.J. Fleck. Okay. Who are you hiring? Scott Frost, one. Jeff Brom, two. P.J. Fleck, three. Who was the fourth? Pat Fitzgerald. Pat Fitzgerald. Who you have ranked higher yeah. than all those guys. I know. I think Pat Fitzgerald. They're all good coaches. Okay, I would change that to Pat Fitzgerald ahead of P.J. Fleck. I was going to say. I would. I, I, let yeah. me. Let me. I basically forgot who the first one was. I think Pat Fitzgerald is great at his alma mater. I think he'd be great, good, very good elsewhere, too. I think it's a perfect fit. It's better at Northwestern than it is but, elsewhere. Yeah, there's more, you know. The other coaches have proven it. At You know, Brahms, it's only one year at Purdue, but he's had success at two different schools. And the reason I picked Oklahoma State was that I didn't want to pick, like, you know, Nebraska's where Scott Frost right, belongs. Right. I, like Arizona. You know, like just a random, solid A school, school that if they've got a good coach in place, will win. Can and compete, if they yeah. don't, they won't. I, I agree. I like Scott Frost, one, Jeff Brom, two. Pat Fitzgerald, three. Yeah. P.J. Fleck, four. I just mentioned Big Ten West coaches. So, but here's the deal. There's a lot of space. He's got Wisconsin at home. Purdue's got Ohio State at home. They've got a lot of opportunities this year at home on their schedule to, to pull some upsets and, and upset, you know, and really do some damage. So, he'll, he'll show – and, frankly, the offense need to take strides because that's what he's known for. But we love we love Jeff Brom. So, we have talked about Jeff Brom now. So, thank, there you go, James. All right. This is Ryan. Ryan Cantor from uh, Big Clemson Guy. Read – Avid listener. Read the second part first. Have you read that yet? <laughs> I did just read that. You're going to show up at Chestnut Hill on a Friday night and have nothing to do. So is it Florida State they play on a Friday night then? I, I know <laughs> they play on a Friday night against somebody important. You just can't show the wrong Friday night. You're a night in the town with a bunch of BC kids. What am I going to do? What's there to do in Chestnut Hill? There's got to be some bars. All right. They play Miami on October 26th. They play Miami at November 10th. They play Clemson. You're right. That's a Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) And at Florida State, that's also a Saturday. They play Miami at home on October 26th, which is a Friday night. Okay. It's Miami that I've been thinking. They're all going up there and losing. Okay. They're all going to lose. Boston College is running the table. Death trap. Actually, it's at Florida State. Okay. But Miami and Clemson are the two that play on the road at BC. You're you're right, Ryan. I apologize. I've, I've been confusing you with Miami. Different shade of orange. First part of the question. The dominance of Golden State in whatever team LeBron is on has chilled at least some interest in the NBA because it's just so predictable. Meanwhile, Alabama and Clemson are likely to meet in the playoff yet again, but it is still wildly interesting. Maybe because you're a Clemson fan, but that's it. Is that because bowl season isn't as focused on the final champion? Why is it more acceptable in college football? I don't necessarily well, we, think it is more acceptable. We did just college. get a question asking why is it boring and repetitive. And, and again, Ryan's a Clemson guy. so Well, I would take that out of it because I do think I think the problem is th- this is very simple to answer to me. The the regular season in the NBA means nothing. Like we we know LeBron doesn't care in the East where he falls. If he finishes as the fourth seed, they don't care. Like there's just 82 games is too many games. It doesn't mean anything. We know who the best teams are. It, the playoffs in the NBA even aren't even interesting until you get to like the second round and definitely the third round. But I I think the re- even Alabama as dominant as Alabama has been since Nick Saban took over in 2007. They've also been beaten many times. Ohio State beat them in the playoff. Uh, Clemson beat them in the playoff. Ole Miss uh, beat them twice. Auburn with the kick six, kick six beat them. Um, and so I, I just think Alabama, football is a different game. I think the difference is it takes 100 people to win a national title pulling in the same direction, whereas the NBA, you need three. And I think it's mostly just that football is a different product. And that, I mean, Georgia should have won the game, frankly, against Alabama. So... It's not like Alabama's not on the ropes or tested all the time. They are. Golden State isn't tested until they get to game six of the Western Conference Finals. And they certainly weren't even tested in the championship round. So 
I think I, but I'll, I'll to me the, I the think, NBA Finals was boring with LeBron against Golden State. I think if Alabama and Clemson play again in the playoff, there will be some fatigue. I think I don't think it will remain as interesting. I and now I want to see if that's the case because I still think the great game wins. Drama always wins. Well, because of course, I'd rather see a great game than two new teams not playing. We thought playing. Alabama and Georgia was going to be SEC fatigue. But they and no played. Like, they hadn't played not, in a while. But you, you're, just, you're too deep in the weeds on that. that the, the average Ohio State fan or, or regular college football fan goes, oh, why would I want to watch two SEC fans? Guess what? The numbers were huge when the game was good. Yeah. And frankly, because Alabama was losing. So oh, that, yeah, that, that that's held what viewers. up viewership. Yeah. That held viewers that Alabama was losing. I just find every single Saturday to be undefeated. That's it. like NBA basketball games. There's there are a bunch of garbage games, but I see every single Saturday. Well, the season's shorter. There, there, there's because there's only so many games. I think every single weekend you're going to get really good quality entertainment. So I I don't have a problem with it. Uh, would I like to see Washington? That's maybe a bad example because I've been in the playoff. Uh, would I like to see Washington versus Wisconsin for the national title? Yeah, I mean we we did a question about this on the pod a couple of weeks ago or months ago. Or he said, "What would we like, we like to see?" I'm like, Penn State versus Texas in the championship game would be cool because we haven't seen that ever. Right. You agree. Um, all right. What you got next? Uh, VK Knox wants to know what are mm. thoughts on Tennessee and West Virginia are. I think it's a, I think it's a big barometer game for West Virginia because if they want to be the Big Twelve contender that they think they are, they got to win this game by double digits. I think they're like an eight-point favorite, so a pretty solid favorite, but not an overwhelming favorite. Uh, the best quarterback in the nation, arguably, going up against the With two elite wide receivers, defending national championship defensive coordinator, who's now the head coach, and Jeremy Pruitt. I find couple of this. This to me, what I find interesting about this game is the X's and O's. Like, if Jeremy Pruitt's really great at coaching defense, they'll have something to stop Will Greer, especially in Week One, and all because, summer to plan. And, and we know that if if Tyson Helton is a good offensive coordinator for Tennessee. We know West Virginia's defense is atrocious. They should be able to find room to, to move. So if, if, if either side of the ball struggles for Tennessee, then we, we know some, we're starting to learn some stuff. Barometer just as much for Tennessee as I think it is for West Virginia. It's a barometer for the Tennessee offense, big time, I think. I, I, no question. You shouldn't have any problem moving the football on West Virginia's defense. I like West Virginia easily in this game. I think they should score points. Tennessee's best players are playing in a new system, and some of them are injured and you know whatever. And cornerback is a concern for Tennessee. So, I, I don't know. I think I like West Virginia to win by 10, maybe like 35-25 or 35-24. I think West Virginia maybe covers late. Maybe Tennessee covers late. I'm, but there's, but there's I like West thing, Virginia. Even in a Tennessee like, ten, prove it, West Virginia. Yeah, even in a Tennessee 10-point loss, there's a lot of things you could see that could give you hope, too. You know, um, But I think it would be alarming, like we both mentioned, if they don't move the ball very well. Ready? Okay. This is a good one. Okay. Teddy, Teddy Bandana. Why is no one mentioning the fact that UCLA hired a coach who left college football under a show cause? I don't care, but an SEC team who did this would be raked over the coals. This sounds like a pro-SEC person. This was an issue. I mean, for a while when Florida was courting or entertaining Chip Kelly, there was some. they, they had to basically get a, an exception from the SEC to hire him. There, there, was some, there was an issue with this. I don't think it was ignored. I think it was. I think it was an issue that a lot, like Tennessee and Florida, just needed a good coach really bad. They were just going to kind of look the other, not right. look the other way. They were just going to say, "Okay, it happened years ago." I think UCLA, despite the fact that it's in Los Angeles, last few years just not, has not been on the college football radar as much as even USC or other or SEC schools. I think the passion and interest in the SEC, both positive and negative, hatred and love. Lends it like Harbaugh. It's it's overcovered, and therefore everyone overreacts to everything. 
whereas UCLA is undercovered and underappreciated. Not underappreciated, but maybe just underrepresented in the national conversation. A, they haven't been all that great, but I, they're just it's just not the same in the Pac-12. They, people just don't care as much. It's just not as... Um, we can also ask from a national it's not media a spark plug why, kind of thing. Why weren't there columns, and maybe there were locally in L.A., like how can they hire this guy? I, I, no, and, I, and what I guess I mean is if you rip on UCLA, you don't get a lot of reaction. Yeah. It's just not as big of a deal. And it's not – I don't mean that in like a negative way. It's just – it is what it is. You you rip on Auburn and you get 4 billion clicks, right? Like it's just – I don't think it's an anti oh, or pro SEC stand. I think it's – yeah, I think it's just what are people interested in. And we've seen – we know this. Like when I send out tweets about the Big Ten and the SEC, I get more response than I do from anybody else. And, and that, you know, my area of geography notwithstanding. So, yeah, I, I think if Florida did hire him, they would have been an issue for a week. And then Do you have a gone. problem with a, co- a show cause coach getting hired? No. I mean, it depends I mean, on the – It depends on the school. It, and, and it depends and on how egregious and what it was. was. And, you know, so. Okay. All right, Grant Thompson. What's the most <laughs> money Braden would spend on a ticket to watch a mid-tier group of five game? Mid-tier group of okay, five. Okay, let me, let me come so up with like, a game. I'm coming up with a game. Is North Texas mid-tier? I'm coming. It's my game. Okay. I want to. I want to go to Denton. Wyoming, at Colorado State. Ooh, hell yeah! A lot of money. Really? Oh yeah, brand new stadium, beer garden. Done. I'm in. Bad. bad okay. Bad choice by you. Okay. Plus, I get to go to Colorado. Hello, Toledo. <laughs> yes. At Northern <laughs> Illinois. That's upper. That's upper. Cal. Okay. That's upper. Upper echelon group of five. I, I don't know if it's upper echelon. But well, those two two of the better group true. of five teams. I've um, been to DeKalb. I've been to a game there. Here, like, am I living in the area? Because <laughs> <laughs> I go to middle. I go to middle Western Kentucky games. You're on a I would go to those trip. games. You, you, um, you, you find yourself in the in the I'd area. Pay, I'd pay thirty forty bucks if I'm in the area to go to a really good game. Yeah, I got no problem with that. You pay forty dollars to go to a. Well, tickets to MTSU games are like fifteen. So, okay. like, I'm trying to be fair to the yeah. actual interest level here. I'd pay forty fifty bucks to go to a. a, a I don't think middle tier group of five is, is what I want to see for that amount of money. But if you're telling me it's like one of the four or five best games in the MAC that year, and the weather's good, and I'm like in you're the not area, be uncomfortable, and I'm in the area, yeah, yeah, I love football games. I'll okay, go, I go to Vandy games all the time. That's middle tier group of five. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> sorry, that was too easy. Um, no, I, 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 I pay. Remember, I, we made a bet last year about something. Yeah, that you lost. It, okay, um, it was you a silly, re- silly bet. You want to read the next one? Uh, all right. <laughs> this is from a close friend of the pod, yeah. uh, Zoe Light. What makes you think you're an authority on parenting? Because the Speaking qu- to you. Because I sent out a tweet yesterday. This look, is your daughter. Looking for questions. Right. I said, ask us anything about football, life, movie, or TV, or parenting. And yep. then, so she just signed on. You know, she just got a Twitter account. By the way, she has Good Twitter beef with you, she said. Already? Yeah. I don't. Well, tell her to tweet to me. To have Twitter <laughs> yeah. beef, it has to happen on Twitter. <laughs> I said, did you respond? You have, she goes, not yet. Can you have Twitter beef? It's, if, it's in her head, I think. Yeah. I would to think. She's I was going to go support her cause this, this holiday at our Hot Chicken Parade Festival yes. that I take my daughters to. So, I guess. I was a feminist before she was born. Ooh. Yeah. What that? makes me think uh, because Podcast she's, now. she's a she's a good kid, so I must be a good parent. And that's that was my that response. Was, yeah, yeah. My response to you was Zoe. Um, this, this is going to be a hard argument for you to win because anything that you say or do that is a positive thing. Because listen, your daughter is an incredibly intelligent, um, like forward thinking, just very socially aware, like just really an amazing young kid. And like, if I have a really amazing, awesome young kid. I'm totally going to take credit for it, even though it's like we we know the kids are the kids and they're the amazing part. I get that. But like anything she does, 
if she comes back and argues this or this or that, like you just go, yeah, well, I re- I'm the one who got you here. <laughs> like, so I'm the one who raised you. Do you think Zoe's so, going to go out and like get arrested now to spite to make me look bad? That would be that would be that would be Twitter beef. Like yeah. that is that's and then talk about it on Twitter. <laughs> right. Like that would be that would be high level trolling by a kid. The problem is, is she's then in trouble with her dad, and that's a yeah. That's not exactly the area she wants to be. Um, but yeah, I. I you know, yes, our children are going to do everything on their own, but at the same time, on social media with our friends, we're going to take all the credit. So exactly. So I think you're an authority on parent. You have two great kids. Thank you. I would ask you for parenting advice. I wouldn't always take it. You've you've had you got a good recruiting class. They need to you know they need to pan out. But you got two promising. Kids I got two campus. promising. Okay. All right. Good. Five star. Good. A, five star. And a, One well, just has never star. even accomplished anything. <laughs> right. Yet, but like. But potential. Lots of potential. The the other one's starting to really come into her own. So. She got quite an attitude, though. A four-star playing like twenty. A yeah. She's in peak toddler mode, so <laughs> a lot of complaining and whining. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. We went to the Na- the National Hot Chicken Festival where your daughter was working, and there's a sign that has like no firearms, no this, no that, whatever. And then the very bottom it says no whining. And I turned. To m- I was carrying my daughter, and I looked at Mary, and I go, "Do you see that sign? <laughs> no whining, babe." <laughs> I didn't. T- I wasn't talking to anybody else. Right. Just the twenty. Just the toddler. Yes. No whining. All right, uh, Tom. So the, great, what, the great thing about being a two-year-old. You can do anything to your parents, and they'll still totally love you and forgive you. Yeah, like oh, right now, yeah. like if Zoe, my daughter, she's sixteen, she did something. It would take me a while, like if it was really egregious, to get over whatever. But like she's, too, she can do whatever. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. no, no. She runs up and punches her sister <laughs> in the face, and she thinks she's being sweet. And we're like, Marin, stop being so physically violent towards your younger sister. Uh, it, it's really funny is like we put the younger one like tummy time, you know, because she's like eleven weeks old, on top of like a stuffed bear. And every time we do something with the younger one, my oldest is like, I'm going to do that. And goes and finds a stuffed bear and lays on it or tries to steal the stuffed bear. And we're like, Marin, you can't take stuff from your little sister. I have have a feeling that is going to be something we say to her over and over again. Tom on Twitter says, Buttercup, your cat. Yes. Peruna. Did you know who Peruna was? I did not know. Do you know now? I do not. I believe it's SMU's mascot. A pony. (laughs) Buttercup. Haruna, UGA, which okay. I'm assuming is George. The dog. Oh, the dog. the dog. Oh, this is a dog. Oh, I get this question now. And Testudo, the uh, the turtle from Maryland, are in a 14 playoff. Name the two matchups and then the finals and the champion. I think Ugga is the one seed. I think Testudo is the two seed. <laughs> I think Peruna is the three seed. Tougher, tougher schedule. And I think Buttercup is the four seed. But I think Buttercup is going to give Ugga <laughs> a run for his money. Uh, I take Testudo over Peruna, and I would take Ugga over Buttercup. And but I think it was I think it's a slaughter, <laughs> literally. Yes, I think Ugga. Can I pay Ugga? Just destroys <laughs> Buttercup, and then I think Ugga beats Testudo in a in a championship. I like bout. Testu- I like Testudo to win it all. Okay, do you have I, any particular reason? I just think Ugga's one of the great mascots. He's yeah. you know how smart Ugga is. He has humans build him an air conditioning doghouse in Athens, GA. That that's. That's next level mascotting. Good question, though. I like that one. <laughs> right. Okay, so, okay. I don't know how much you've seen. I've not, I have not. Any, I've, I've, I can't. I can't comment on this. Okay. Okay. So it's, the first it's about so, staircase, the Netflix. Yeah. Doc, so Bradley asked. I haven't seen yet. Bradley asked, "Did the staircases Michael Peterson do it?" No comment. Okay. From either of us, because I don't want to. Either I don't want to. Um. I, I don't want to like give it away, and I haven't seen enough to make a official judgment. All of the above, okay? Okay, there's there's, there's like a bunch question, of questions. Which there's I like five not, questions. I did this. not 
Um, do you own a blowpoke? I have no idea what that is. <laughs> Neither do I. Should, should, should we, we have said that on the air? Yeah. <laughs> did, <laughs> did we just violate rules by saying something like that on the air? Maybe. Let me check this and make sure it's not like an urban dictionary. This is what we should do beforehand. Um, all right. I believe this is for stoking a fire is what I thought it was for. Um, so I guess there was, this is involved in staircase, a blow poke. So it's a, it's a device that like, I guess you, it's like a poker and also, a, a um, you can, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Add oxygen to a fire, stoke the flames, so to speak. I do not own a blow poke. I do not either. Next part of the question, which I unfortunately did not. See until just recently. <laughs> Nine QB true freshmen on each side of the ball to have the biggest impact this year per conference. That's like and eleven. That's like twenty-two kids. Yeah. Can't um, do that. How long do you wait to flash headlights as the? This get was the, the one I really wanted to get to. I really wanted to get to this. We hi- behind someone lingering in the left lane. I had someone. I was thinking of you the other day. Not get over, and the person behind me went around both of us and flipped off the person. Just. Flipped him off. Whoa. That did not move over. You just flipped me off. Yeah. That was rude. But, I mean, like, some, some Patrick Sertain in Alabama, I think, is going to have a huge impact. I actually think Ayabi and Oma could play a little bit for them. Uh, defensive end at Alabama. Um, I, uh, Amon Ra, St. Brown, wide receiver at USC, I think is going to play. The LeVar Ball of, of uh, college football. Um, again, you're talking about guys that are not um, quarterbacks here. Um, uh, Cade Mays has a chance to get some time for Georgia offensive lineman there. I'm trying to think. Oh, Ricky Slade, I think is going to, I think I picked him for freshman of the year. Ricky Slade at Penn state. I think he's going to have a huge year for Penn state. Yeah. Uh, kind of a do everything guy can catch, catch passes. Yeah. Um, so I like him a lot. Um, Michael Parsons also at Penn state. So do you wait to flash the headlights? Now, how long do you? I don't. I've never flashed headlights. I just. I just think you make your presence known by getting very close. Yeah, to Yeah, which is far more dangerous. But the flash could mean many things, though. If you see somebody flashing you in the rear mirror, it could be somebody just warning you they have a taillight out, or like it could Police be anything. Are, you know. So, I don't do the flash. I. I agree. I. I inappropriately. I get. <laughs> in, I get inappropriately <laughs> close. close. And I did it on the way over here, where I'm just like. By the way, you made. I know where you came from. You made because that's basically my commute every day. Yeah, you made very good time. There was no, there's no traffic coming yeah. at eleven o'clock uh, in the morning. Um, so I just make my presence known by big as, existing big as possible. No, I just exist <laughs> close to lurk, your, you. Lurk, clor- I, I lurk around your trunk area, <laughs> <laughs> and and then if eventually I, I'll give it probably like a good mile or so, and if it's a good minute and a half, and if you have not moved over, I will just move over okay, and go so you're around. Not that, you. No, I'll just go around. You're you. not that principled, like you. No, I, the, I, the one time that you and I talked about it, I was just in a bad mood, okay. so I was like, I'm, I'm, and this person was so egregious sitting in the left lane. I was like, no, I'm going to be the stubborn jerk today. But today, I went right around somebody. Yeah, that was just driving. I, I think you. They're driving them, seventy in a in a place where I drive eighty. Get you, out of my you way. You let them know by telling for like a mile. And then you go around them. So you prove right. point twice. Like, you, you're right on, up on exactly. them, and then you go around And them. if you want to prove the third point, you know which finger to use. <laughs> <laughs> I actually – I don't use – I don't ever flip people off. Yeah. It's, I really it's, don't. But I do a lot of hand gesturing. So I'm yeah, like – Yeah, I'll do like a, come on, what's yeah, going on? Right. I like throw my hand up, and I'm – or I'm like – actually, I do the look at the eyes thing. You know where you have the two fingers, and you poke point at your own eyes. I'm like, are you looking? Are you looking at the road? <laughs> look at where you're driving. Look at the road. Use your eyes. That's what I do. Okay. That's what I say in my car. 
my daughter loves it. Yeah, it's hilarious. sure she does. Uh, Andrew Schulman says, how many diapers have y'all really changed, and did you get up at night with the second child? Uh, I have changed... I've changed thousands. Yeah, I would say I'm in thousands because every box you buy is about 150 <laughs> diapers, and I've They're all used. probably bought 25 boxes. By the I way, mean, we're talking the literally almost 10,000 diapers. The last pull-up you ever buy, like once they train, it's the greatest feeling in the world. You just like so like you, so you you know that they're potty trained and then yeah. you go to the box and there's still some left over from like no no the like pull you, up you and you're like I'm not going to buy anymore. That was the last box yes, of pull ups yeah. I'm ever buying. Yeah. I can't wait. I mean, financially, it's like the biggest oh, boom ever. But uh, I can't so wait. I, I was a, you know, I helped out with everything, oh, changed a ton wait. of diapers, but I did not stay up at night much. My wife was, took a year off. She's a teacher, so she took a year off with both kids. So she would always get up in the middle of the night with the kids because I'd go to work. So that was kind of our deal. Like, I did a lot of other things, but she would be the one that got up in the middle of the night. Yeah, and but, I... But I was to get up early because she would sleep in. So, like, like yeah. 5 o'clock would be the evening after 5 I would get. Does that make sense? Good, yeah. Good point of attack. So I, the first kid, I got up. I'd like pop right up and try to help. And then I, we both realized that like there was nothing I can do because she's the only one that could physically produce food through her body. <laughs> I couldn't do that. <laughs> so and, and, and I was working. And so she basically just said, I, I'm off work on maternity leave. There's no reason for both of us to get up. You sleep. And I would do the first one. I, what I would do is I would do the, the 9 p.m. to like midnight shift. And sort of handle the, that that waking, and then I would go to bed and sleep for like f- four or five hours because I was getting up early too at like four thirty or five, and then I would take care of it. Now she's back at work and has to get up with both children, and get them both to daycare all by herself while I go do a radio show in the morning at six a.m. So that's going that's going <laughs> swimmingly. <laughs> How's life on a, on a related note? No, both how, kids how are, are going? both kids are sleeping through the night, so it's fine. I mean, both both daughters slept through the night at like eight weeks, so could not be more. So like we we are super we, grateful we, we for, for like our kids. Haley from East Nashville, like, is the greatest <laughs> time of the day, like, when you, like, leave to drop them off. Like, when you just, you've done she's your... She's only been doing a week, so... Yeah, not it, saying she's that she still doesn't want the, to see her children, but, like, no, 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 I'm no, done no. with my morning. No, she's, she's still in the I'm sad to drop them off to daycare mode okay. because her, she's just now, for the first week, being away from yeah. the second child. But it, it is... Um, there, there is, and we've talked about it already. There's very much a reclaiming of your own, in, like individuality. Like when she goes back to work for the first time, she was like, "Oh, this is what it's like to interact with adults," because <laughs> right. she interacts with me every day, and that doesn't help the adult thing. Sure. So, um, I, yeah. There you go. There's one in here. There's a couple you missed. There, I'm, I'm disappointed. Oh, I'm, you you picked out the list, and you picked out the. Did I, did I miss some questions? There's a couple questions you missed. Okay. So, um, anyway, wrap it up here. Okay. Final question. Uh, Nashville door. <laughs> discuss about parenting to discuss ways listeners can emulate the championship fatherhood exhibited day in and day out by Nashville door, which is himself. Right. So he's basically, which we have no insight into. I, I know him. Oh, you do know him. He is a, um, is he a championship level parent? No, he is a, he, so he's like a Virginia tech. No. Oh, <laughs> lower than that. Whoa. Pitt. Some great moments. Yikes. Fatherhood, yikes! But then, Listen you know, to you. So inexplicable losses. Holy moly! Just inexplicable <laughs> losses, like he lost a child. I'm just saying, he's got some great moments to hang his hat on. Wow. Okay. So. You're just sticking to the positivity, then. All right. You got any? You got any other ones? Um. No, I think you you got most of them there. I think I got them all. And great. Um. <laughs> 
uh, the, one of the questions was, how come the Mississippi Cow School didn't stick with who brung them to the dance? And I don't know what that question means. Yeah, it's Mississippi State. I, did, I didn't do it because it was a baseball question. Uh, Why didn't they hire Gary Anderson? Because oh, they were, right, they were right, making right. a hire for the next 10 years, not the next two years. Like, they wanted why, a good... Why, why are you asking baseball questions about football? Well, we asked, like, everything. You know, life. College football. But we asked Only one other... sport. I love college baseball. I do, I too. college basketball. Um, yeah, I think that's all of them. Uh, this was good, though. Okay, good. You guys were great, as usual. Uh, excellent response. And, uh, no, Braden from East Nashville? I do appreciate already? it. No, I, I, I'll have many times to ask you questions in, in the future. Okay. So coming up next week on the podcast, you will get a a dream road trip like we did last summer. Again, the rules are you can only see a single team once. So, you, so you, get, you go to 13 games, you get to go to those stadiums, and you get to see 26 different teams. Does this rule still exist that if you happen to pick an Iowa-Michigan State game, you'll get mocked? Like someone did? I might have both Iowa and Michigan State on my list. Against each other, though. I did it last Definitely week. Definitely not against each other. I got mocked. I did, you I did, and, I did by mock. you and a listener. Listeners are smart. <laughs> <laughs> we, it's easy. It's easy to mock either one of us, frankly. Yes. Uh, all right. So that's our mailbag. Hopefully, those are all really important. <laughs> Maybe we'll do this one more time before the season. We might. And I, I'd like to do one that's sort of related to uh, actual games and predictions and teams that are going to win or lose. And this one was sort of a little bit more fun and relaxed. So, uh, but, but cool. Thank you guys so much for participating. Hopefully we answered all your questions, Mitch, any parting thoughts? Um, I watched evil genius. I, you I watched all of it, right? Yes. I appreciated that. It was short. I think some, and I actually I, very digestible. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, um, former podcast host, David Fox is clearly involved. I don't see how there's not a way he's not involved. So he's married into a family from Erie, Pennsylvania. Right. If you don't know the story, Evil Genius is about the pizza bomber in Erie, Pennsylvania. So do you think, how involved do you think the guy who died was? Um, not at all. So you agree with the his prostitute slash girlfriend? If he was involved, it was to the extent of, I don't really know how far involved I am. <laughs> okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he was... Like at some point he realized, oh no! Like I, oh my god, they're gonna put a bomb on me. So right. um, anyway, that that is. But it was good. If you haven't watched it, you're not gonna know what we're talking about. But right. go watch it and four then episodes, get our, yeah, yeah, like forty five minutes long for each episode. Four episodes, great, easily you can watch it in like a day, maybe two, and be and digest it and be done with it. Staircase is like thirteen episodes. So How many have you seen of that? We're not very far into it. Okay, you're real All right, anything else? Good to go? Uh, good. Yeah. All right. Dream College Football Summer Road Trip coming up next week on the pod. For Mitch Light, my name is Braden Gall. Buy magazines, athlonsports.com slash store. Follow him on Twitter, at athlonmitch, at Braden Gall. Thank you guys uh, so much for listening. We'll see you again next week. Thanks a lot.